0: Welcome to Joyous Eclectic, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the interesting in all sorts of music. Let's get to it. Case. hey how are we doing good good I'm here everybody yeah. having a solid week so far so good and yeah it yeah. is monday so yeah oh, <laughs> my, my week can't be too bad, bad.
1: yet
2: Today yep. is my
0: day off so yep <laughs> what have you guys been listening to so this is parker
2: hey everybody uh just so you can keep getting to know who's who i've been listening to a band uh i feel like chad likely would have heard of them but maybe not uh, called totoro So the album is Come to Mexico, and they're a French band from Plédran in Brittany, which is like by the beach. And so, yeah, genre-wise and all that, they're kind of like a less virtuoso-y chon mixed with like um, uh, some other stuff, Invalids, Minus the Bear a little bit. but So it's instrumental rock kind of stuff, um, but like math rock. And it's real good and i've heard of that but yeah it's pressing a lot of my buttons right <laughs> now, so. it's really upbeat which is weird most of that stuff is like very thoughtful and stuff mm-hmm. and they're just like having fun though like and like doing fun things with that so i mean listeners will be hearing some bits of it right now but it's uh yeah it's real neat a couple songs to check out to start out with um there's one called yago that has some fun like five four stuff that's being played over some four four drums so the drums aren't really changed it's kind yeah. of polyrhythm sorts of yeah. stuff but really like simple versions of polyrhythm. So that's neat. And then otherwise, there's one called um, 100% Hupu, which means 100% rest. And it's that's kind of like longer and stuff, but it's fun. And they sort of have like a. Like a post rock approach to music without being really post rocky at all, except for in a couple little bits here and there. Like that song happens to be eight minutes long. So that's, nice. it's got some of that yeah, going on. But it. most of the songs are like, there's one that's like a minute and a half and stuff. But yeah, so it's great. So that would be my recommendation, my soundtrack to the past week. Cool. There you go. Nice.
1: Well, this is Chad. I'll go ahead and go next. So I, I had heard this song a while back and had the baseline of it stuck in my head for weeks <laughs> and I couldn't like, I, I was pretty sure it was Bombay bicycle club, but I didn't know mm. what song it was and I didn't know what album it was off of, but I just had this baseline stuck in my head and never took the time to actually figure out what it was. And I was at the shop this week and it, somebody else was playing music and it came on and I was like, Oh, oh, this song I need to know what song this is And so it was it was Bombay Bicycle Club From their album I Had the Blues But I Shook Them Loose And it was a song called Always Like This
3: Oh she can't wait for what I can give She knows what I am But she won't believe me Is it Oh okay Will I come off the like this. I can't believe it It's always like this like
1: It is a great song And that bass line is so <laughs> good it is so just like funky and happy and just like oh yeah get it mm-hmm. and it's so good and and yeah it's been stuck in my head again for like the last week but that's uh-huh. pretty much all i've been listening to is nice. is kind of that album again because i really like their their album how can you swallow so much sleep i've listened to you for years now and it's awesome like i love that mm-hmm. whole album from start to finish um, and their music is really cool and really nice and inventive and kind of weird at the same time. Um, but this song, yeah, it's just I'm I'm so happy that I know what it is now because I don't have to just have this weird baseline stuck in my head.
2: Yeah, man, and that's tough too because you can't you can look up lyrics to songs, you can't look up baseline yeah, to no, songs. You, you can't go to
1: Google and be like, it, it, it sounds like do 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 because Google's like, no, that's not gonna do it. You do you know any
2: words about songs? Because I know
1: words real good. Sometimes. <laughs> Pictures. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, so that, that's kind of been my week. Nice. nice. Cool. Matt, what nice. you got? Uh yeah, I, I have also been going back and listening to a very um happy record. Uh, I, I listened to this record when it first came out, uh, through you know, my the Reddit suggestions, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with it immediately, and then somehow I completely forgot it existed <laughs> until like <laughs> a month ago, and I, I just picked it back up. It's uh, Light Upon the Lake by Whitney. I want you to know. relatively new band they put out this record in 2016 uh, and it's their only um full-length record to date and it's it's kind of a shorty but it's a goody uh and it's <laughs> it it is uh, like it's a real goody uh like every song on this record is just is it, so is i don't know they're i guess if i had to describe them in one word they're an easy bands like hmm. there's there's no weight to their songs there's no like there's i mean yeah there might be some emotional like more depressing ish lyrics but everything is just like so upbeat and like gets you going it's like yeah all right mm. yeah. like it's it's like a celebration album.
2: by cool in the gang Yeah, exactly like that no Man, what a happy um, song they're a,
0: they're a new band but they like the the way that they recorded uh makes it sound like uh kind of like 70s rock like that like uh, very uh diy yeah sort of mm-hmm. style mm-hmm. um like a lot of really just nice like little guitar licks in there that like don't take over the song but they're just there it's like boo. You're like, oh, <laughs> hey, there's that. It just like puts a smile on your face, to listen yeah. to it. Yeah. Um a couple of the songs on there I really like because they're they're the total road trip songs. Like they're just the songs that you want to like go cruising at night along the beach and uh one of the songs I would recommend to start out with is called No Matter Where We Go and it literally has like the lyrics in there like, I just wanna drive around with yeah. you with the windows <laughs> down. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> it's just like a good grooving, like a boom and it's like mm-hmm. very just it's just good. And uh the other song I would suggest on there is another very like beat like centric, syncopated kind of thing. Uh it's called Golden Days, which is kind of like the big hit off mm-hmm. that record. Uh, But I really, really enjoy it, and yeah, like I said, it's been totally putting a smile on my face. Yeah, nice. I really, I do. There's like a soft spot in my
1: heart for like text painting and songs that feel like what the Mm. lyrics are about. Yeah, it's just like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's very refreshing. Yeah, Yeah.
2: there's part of me when like writing stuff, I almost have to fight to not try to do that to where I do it like too much in a dumb way, (laughs) not in a good way. But there's There's a. It's great when it's done. Yeah, (laughs) when it's done, great man. That's so fun. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, those are great soundtracks for the week. Uh, let's get into the main bit—the cool bit segment uh, for this week, which will be drum part. So, here we go. <laughs> All right, so for the cool bits this week, like I said, we're going to talk about drum parts. So, so the the boots and cats and boots and cats and bagels and baguettes of bagels you know songs. Yeah, I've that's, never heard that one. Yeah, that's how it goes. It's real good. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about. And so, uh, yeah, let's get into it. First one, Chad, you're up. First. Yeah. So, what you
1: got? So my first one is actually probably the most just standard thing that I brought today, which mm-hmm. is fine. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, you'll probably know this one. It's the Outer Banks by the album Leaf. <laughs> I love that song. Uh, yeah, it's such a great <laughs> song. Uh, the whole album is really great because it was recorded in Iceland with the Sigur Ros guy, and like uh-huh. it, the whole thing just is it, so nice and so mm, cozy. Uh, so cozy. It's got such a good soundscape to it. It's so nice to listen to, and mm-hmm. but he, he's got so many great textures that kind of happen throughout the whole thing. The reason I picked this song specifically is because the Outer Banks is a song has a pretty long ramp up before it starts going yeah. somewhere, uh, and it and it's in four. Like Mm -hmm. It sits very nicely in four. Uh, When the drum part comes in, the drum part is technically in, you could call it like an eight beat phrase, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't seem to sit really on an eight beat phrase. It feels a little bit different than that. Hmm. And I'd like to go ahead and listen to it and we'll kind of talk about it. But think about where the drums are sitting. Yeah, exactly. There's it's, such a good groove, but it doesn't really fit with the guitar parts and like the key the Rhodes parts that's happening there. Yeah. Um it almost kind of sits on like a 332 mm-hmm. or or a 6 and 2 beats the meter if you want to think about it that way, um, which makes it feel pretty different, mm-hmm. but it still fits in that traditional 8-bar phrase.
2: Yeah. Yeah, cuz 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 one, and like yeah, which is interesting, and especially the way it complements with the like digital drum or the mm-hmm. you know
1: yeah his little electronic and, bits that he puts yeah and in there's songs. some bit
2: where those are going instead of going on the three they're like on the two and four which is like mm-hmm. or on they, the well, one yeah are,
1: like the electronic parts sit in a more like traditional meter with four uh-huh. four and you know an eight bar phrase but then the drum part sits in this weird like six and uh-huh. two thing and so they they sort of hit on opposite beats and yeah it's just really fun
0: I love when songs do that like they. You have the electronic drums that you know are are keeping the kind of more grounded beat, and then it gives the drummer more freedom to do whatever they want. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that song is especially prevalent. In yeah. The, um, yeah, I think it helps with like all the kind of off time like small snare hits. Yeah, like it's it's ghost a, like where kind he, of things. Yeah, mm-hmm. it seems like like when he when he hits that accent, it's like you never know when it's gonna appear. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> the snare, like it's constantly going, but it's still like such a smooth beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very yeah. warm.
2: And I think, I mean, the theme that I went with with the ones that I picked that we'll look into a little bit later is drum parts where the other stuff going on isn't like super technical, where the drums are crazy because yeah, they're yeah. following the other <laughs> stuff, but they're just like, there's a simple, they could do something really simple. Like that could just be, or what yeah, if it wanted, yeah, yeah. it could be boots and cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the but, floor, on the floor just normal. But instead, he did something cool mm-hmm. because it's a cool drum part.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and it, yeah, no. It, when they're recording this I mean it was literally just kind of a like I don't have a drum part in mind like I have yep. these electronic mm-hmm. bits or mm-hmm. whatever that are sort of flavor but mm-hmm. you can kind of do what you want and I was like okay like, <laughs> <yeah."> <laughs> you bet and he did this thing and, they, and the guy who is the album they listened to it was like it doesn't really fit but it fits really well yeah and so yes that's yeah. exactly right yeah you know?
2: what's funny is I know this song so well that I had to make myself realize that it was doing something weird because well, no, yeah. So yeah. If, if you, mean, do, if if you, if you just know so the times. drum part it yeah. doesn't
1: sound weird but yeah. when you think about oh yeah the snare hits happen on like yeah. three and then six and then like eight so yeah. it's this weird timing yeah. that I think is a really interesting discussion of meter versus like the feel of the meter yeah. because if you talk about the tempo of a song the feel of it can be very different even if you even if you play a really normal riff in a four four time signature yeah. it can still feel like a re- weird rhythm just mm-hmm. because of where you put your accents. yes yeah.
2: because that first bar because like you said it's like a two bar phrase where the first bar is in half time and the second bar is in normal time because if he just went dum, 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 that would just be yeah. like regular time yeah, and true. the other one is half time like that man yeah. that's super cool it's yeah.
0: cool matt what you got for yours all right uh my first pick was uh one of my favorite songs as of recent, uh, I love this band so much. <laughs> I got to see them live in October, and it was one of the most like awe-inspiring live experiences I've ever had. Uh, it's the band LCD Sound System, mm-hmm. and the song I picked this off their first record. It's called Disco Infiltrator. Mm. Uh, and yeah, before I talk any more about it, I kind of just want to listen to it. Sure. That's neat. Uh, I I went back and forth. I, this was a very hard week for me. I didn't think it was gonna be hard uh, to pick three bits of drums. Um, and you know, honestly, I like up until just a couple hours ago, I was really going back and forth on what I wanted to pick. And the reason that I picked this song is because a it has been the song that I have jammed out like in my headphones to more than any other song in a long, long time. And b it's the song's called Disco Infiltrator. It's a disco song. It is a, yeah. it is yeah. a like post disco song. Post disco. <laughs> it's like it's mm-hmm. it's just so good. And one of the things that I really love about this band is that they're able to blend like digital and analog so mm-hmm. well. Like even when they're live, they everything that they have is analog. Like they have analog synths and like everything is 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 real on stage, even though it's you know more mm-hmm. like a, more an electronic feel to the band. Um, and this, this song, this whole record, in fact, it just has some, like some of the most crisp, like tasty, like fluid on beat drums. And then like, there's, there's no frills here. Like there's nothing that's overly complicated about that. It's yeah. a very simple beat, but it's just like, it, it makes the song flow so well. And that's what I love about it. Like that mixed with like just the low bass, like boom. Yeah. Bump bump
1: bump! The kick being super lined up with those yeah, low yeah. synth bass hits, like, and it's I fun because
2: it uh, seems like that influenced the bass part rather than right, sometimes the, opposite, the bass. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so that's yeah, that's fun.
0: Yeah, and I mean just like the the intro with the little arpeggiator going up. I just I, I it's yeah. just so catchy and like it just it's it's like little butterflies tickling mm. your ears almost.
1: <laughs> one thing that I do really like, I know this isn't the drum part, but mm. that little arpeggio. There's one little phrase right before it kind of takes off or whatever mm. that there's reverb applied to the end of that arpeggio. Mm. Yes. And it was like, Oh, it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, well, yeah, air. it's like they're turning up the knob on <laughs> yeah. the, on the reverb and then they turn and it, and then it right back goes down back, and then yeah. start it over again.
0: Yeah. Um, like that's, yeah. that's kind
1: of a topic for another time. But yeah. I, I, yeah.
0: No. Yeah. And LCD sound system is one of those bands that is so concerned with every little aspect of their sound. I mean like James Murphy is like one of the most like disciplined audiophile people out yeah. there. Um, and you know he knows how to put together a really good sounding record uh and it's definitely not like virtuoso music at all um but i mean everyone in the band is very very good and very talented at what they do but uh this is one of those bands that really got me more into electronic music which yeah didn't really care for uh Mm -hmm. before um but yeah, like I said, seeing these guys live is a very neat experience, and just like watching those drums, like the drums in this band, like all their stuff is just so well recorded and just so clear and in there, and like so groovy that you know you just you want to get out on the yeah. dance floor with your bell bottoms and <laughs> just go to it. Like it really is like it's disco for I a need modern to get some generation. And, and, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I have not seen a pair of bell bottoms <laughs> okay. in a long time.
1: Where can I get some? Uh, my closet. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: the truth Matt comes cool. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really, that's the word you went with. I, don't know. Mm. I do think Matt's cool, but not necessarily for bell bottoms. <laughs> yeah. Come
0: on, who's yeah. not cool for bell bottoms? Hashtag bell bottoms. Yeah. Bring him back. All
3: right. Uh, yeah, I can talk about that all day. Man, Parker, Parker goes.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm gonna play mine first, actually, and then talk nice. about it, and then I think I'm gonna play it again real quick at the end. It's pretty short. It's 15 seconds long. Nice. Um, The only thing I'll note is it's not the drum part for the whole song. It's Mm -hmm. just like a a little bit in the song or whatever. Um, So yeah, I'll go ahead and play it and then we'll talk about it for a second. So obviously Chad knew it because <laughs> yeah. he was, he was uh, motioning along with it as we were going. So um, it's Emergency Broadcast, The End Is Near by Under Oath on their song Lost in the Sound of Separation, or on the album Lost in the Sound of Separation. And this song actually, it had... The whole thing has two drums, drum sets recorded. Aaron Gillespie's on one side, who's their regular drummer, and then Daniel Davidson from Norma Jean is on the other side, just completely panned, which is interesting huh. in and of itself. So there's a lot of stuff where they're doing similar things but different, and they were tracked together too, which is really fun. Um, so this part, I remember hearing this and being like, "What is going on?" Whatever started in like whatever ninth grade or something, and so it's technically, I actually. Um, For you listeners out there, I've got, I did some notation of it as well, and I can get that out to you uh, if you want it. You can just email us. We'll figure out some way to get resources to people if if you want to hear it. But so what's going on is the hi-hat is going on just quarter notes. So it's one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And then the kick drum is on dotted eighths and a quarter. So so, because dotted eighths are shorter than a quarter note, so it kind of, but they line up right at the end of a bar. Because of that last one being a quarter note because of where it lines up. So it's a three over four kind of thing. It subdivides Mm -hmm. like that. But then the snare comes in and it's on dotted eighth notes. So it lines up with the kick drum for one bar and then it doesn't go to a quarter note. It stays on dotted eighth notes to where it keeps going and starts not overlapping with the rest anymore. So it's... And then it, so it keeps going like that until all at the end, it all lines back up again. And the first time I heard that, like I said, I thought it was just the craziest thing. And it took me so long to figure out how to play it on drums until I figured out not to think of everything separately, but instead to think of like kick, snare, kick, snare, snare, kick, snare, kick, snare, kick. kick. Mm -hmm. And then, then it worked out fine. Um, But that's like one of my favorite bits because it's, it's like mathematical and cool, but it also sounds just mm-hmm. kind of chaotic and totally. neat at the same time. So yeah, I don't know. I know. Those it, are my thoughts. From it, it, it's mm-hmm.
1: really fun with that kind of stuff because you're you almost it almost sits on a triplet. Yeah. In the in the top, so you That's do get that thinking. like three on four kind of feel to uh-huh. it. And and you're right. You have to think about it differently because if you think about it mechanically, like yeah. what your arms are actually doing when you're playing that stuff, it's like how <laughs> you do this. I, my kind of my entire approach to drums has always been think about beats just in this like cohesive thing and like the beat that you're playing. Yeah. And so that kind of stuff I like, I just really enjoy it because it, it just feels so good yeah. and so locked in, even though everything's going to happen. Yeah. These different That's times. why you can't
2: play. Like I've listened to subdivisions of like, you know, three or four, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a real beat. And then I listened to, it was like, uh, 7 over 13 or whatever yeah, where it's just numbers uh, over numbers and yeah. it's just a computer doing it yeah. and there's no way to do it because you can't hear it in your head mm-hmm. what it
1: sounds like it just sure. sounds like mud it's, exactly yeah, yeah. it just sounds
2: like things
1: but this kind of mm-hmm. thing also sounds really different when you when you have pitched instruments doing the thing mm. this is something that drums do really well in this instance because it, it's such a like cohesive beat it makes yeah. sense but when you're pinched pitched instruments doing that it doesn't always register with you mm-hmm. exactly what's happening or especially if it's two of the same instrument yeah. doing it, it you can get lost in like who's doing what and what mm-hmm. is the exact rhythm I don't know
2: because drums are a lot more intentional rhythm wise mm-hmm. obviously and people know that like oh if it's doing that unless the drum is really bad like that's on purpose yeah there's a song where i tried to do this kind of thing where and it's there but i had it turned down really low it's in uh my song breathing and fire from like 2012 but there's a little <laughs> guitar part at one point that's going deep, 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 and it's like yeah, doing yeah. that same thing but um while other things are doing exactly the dotted eighth and a quarter thing mm-hmm. but because it's just one note it, you can kind of but it's it's way more awkward than if it's drums like you said well, for sure yeah yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, cool. I don't know. So that's that. Um, here, I'll now nah, I won't play it again, but you can listen back to it if you want to. But uh, yeah, so that was that bit, which is I think real neat. Um, yeah, Chad, what's your next one? Okay, so
1: so my next one is uh, it's an interesting time. <laughs> I, I really like this song, and so I, this is the band that kind of got me into chip tune to begin with. Mm-hmm. I really like Chip tune now. <laughs> um, this is by a band called Anamanaguchi, and if you can get past the like main selling point of the song, the song is called Meow, mm-hmm. and there's a very particular reason why. <laughs> uh, if you can get past the like what feels like a joke part of the song, it's a really cool song and it's really catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a band that like when they play live you know they have two guitars and a bassist and a drum player Mm -hmm. but they also usually have either a game boy or a old nes system and it's playing kind of like a backing track okay but it's all they so they do programming for that to make it to make the sound cards from those old systems just play backing tracks and it's really cool and you get a lot of like really classic sounds because i grew up playing video games and so it's all super nostalgic for me
3: um
1: but what i really like about this song specifically is yes there's a drum part happening there is a noise that kind of sounds like a that happens uh and it kind of fulfills the role that a kick drum would in like mm. a hardcore breakdown <laughs> and it's yeah. my favorite thing. That's <laughs> so awesome. okay. we should go ahead and listen cool. to it.
0: yeah gracious. so
3: yeah
0: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah it, it just does that little like do
1: and it does it so precisely and you hear it and you're like well that's kind of odd but then you listen to it again and you're like no that's the kick drum and a breakdown like it's so good and it's so happy and I love it so much yeah it's very happy that's for sure you said earlier you didn't know if I'd know all the
2: songs I'm sure this is the one you did not think I would
1: know 100% percent you 100% I don't know a whole lot of people that listen to chiptune I have really been getting into
0: it though and it's a lot of fun
1: sorry Matt you were saying something
0: there's more bands out there like this Oh for that? sure.
1: So like this this is really kind of like on the outskirts of Chiptune. Not not because of like they're not good or something right. but because it's not just chip based music okay. so like yeah. they have real instruments and there's real mm. guitars and drums that were happening in there uh, but there's bands that have a lot more just chip stuff or mm. starscream is a band that has a lot of chip stuff but with real drums and that's pretty much the only real instrument that they seem to be using or a lot of other stuff but it's all kind of centered around like using old video game consoles yeah. to make this music and kind of program it that's in very interesting it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Especially know. like like I said, I grew up playing a lot of RPGs where you just mm-hmm. hear the same like <laughs> chiptune
0: melody over uh-huh. and over
1: again and so when I started listening to this it was like mm-hmm. oh, this it's makes okay. me feel like I'm 6 again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know, there was something in there that was almost like Pavlovian for me like I, <laughs> I felt like I was being rewarded as I was listening. <laughs> I need to, was to catch the three, 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 yeah, like yeah. some coin yeah. noises from Mario. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: No, man, what sure. if every good thing you did in life you just got coin noises? <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. I'd be so good with so
0: many more things. <laughs>
2: oh, oh man. Matt, what's your what's your next one?
0: Uh, my next one is Death Cab for Cutie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a song off their album Narrow Stairs. Uh it's called Kath. Uh, this is a very, very popular song. I'd be surprised if you haven't heard it, but uh, maybe you haven't. And, and you just um, never
1: perceived the drum part. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, and that's kind of why I picked it, because this yeah. is a very popular song. I, it's probably one of this band's most known songs. It was definitely um, the
1: biggest single off that
0: album. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Uh, I think, what, that album came out in 2008, I want to say? That sounds about Something right. Something around yeah. there. Um, but yeah, this, this is a... Very interesting song, uh, primarily for me because the along with the lyrics that are re- so well done, like just so poetic and mm-hmm. beautiful, and everything done really great uh, the, storytelling. Yeah, it's just a it's a really really well told story in the song. The drums are more like uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's hard for me to to say, but in in the major, I guess ninety nine percent of songs, drums are there to be the backbone, right? Like they're there to accompany the song. They're there to keep the beat. You know, like boots and cats and boots and cats, <laughs> and that's the whole point of drums, right? And I understand ass. there's a lot of songs out there that, like, you know, the drums stand out more. But in this song, I really felt like the drums are they're they're there, like they're mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like anything could have happened in the song. It, it could it could have been just as good a song if the drums were to keep like a solid four four beat. But instead, there's some like. Crazy syncopation going on here (laughs) that is just so clever. And I don't know. Before I say any more, we'll play it uh, so you can get an idea. Yeah, but anyway, so that's yeah. that's what the 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 verse sounds like in that song, and it's just I don't know. There's something so cool about it. It's like it's, you yeah, know, it's it's a very well developed beat, especially
1: for a band that's as big as Death Cab is. Mm-hmm. Like they definitely had kind of indie roots. But, yeah, but Jason McGarr is really cool um, because he. Is a much better drummer than he sounds yes. like on the albums. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. He'll do workshops and stuff, and his hi hat foot is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He makes so much work with his left foot. I don't know how he does it, um, but he he does this really interesting thing where he'll uh, kind of think about the song and think about what kind of. Drummer would play this song, hmm. or like what age group would play this song? Because he talked about it with, I think it was uh, I Will Possess Your Heart, where he was like, you know, this song kind of sounds like something. That a teenager would play, and if I were a teenager, what kind of beat would I play over this? Yeah, and then he does it, so it's kind of like method acting, but for huh. drumming. That's, that's it's really interesting. interesting. And he, yeah. he's just a really cool drummer. And, and yeah. that's
0: another song, "I Will Possess Your Heart," where yeah. the, it's just a, a beat that, like, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone else would think to play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's I don't know. Like, I I know as a drummer myself, mm-hmm. I'm not that clever. And I <laughs> yeah. don't know many drum, drummers that are. I know yeah. some very talented drummers. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody that like sounds just that. Clever on a record, mm-hmm. especially for such a like a mainstream indie band, yeah. no, as big sure. as they are, like they don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do, and it's and that's probably yeah. in, in all of their instrumentation, too, oh, not just sure. the drums. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, there's some very, very in depth, well thought out, like poetic bass lines in Death cap mm-hmm. songs, and, and that
2: small gap between playing something really simple and playing something just overly technical for the sake of like mm-hmm. I'm gonna play something crazy, yeah. you know, playing something yeah. I mean, like that. It mm-hmm. was doing a lot of things, but yeah. it wasn't like in your face.
3: Either, well that's not it know? doesn't
0: sound out of place yeah exactly, like, exactly. it works for the song like mm-hmm. the first thing i think isn't that's so technical and like only a master could do that because it, it doesn't sound like, <laughs> yeah. like that's yeah. not the impression you get yeah you know i yeah like, it's and, not until
1: you dig into the song and you're like oh that's actually a really weird drum part yeah that probably hasn't happened in a mainstream <laughs> song ever exactly. so yeah. that's pretty cool man so yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I, yeah, nice. I could talk for a long time about that. Yeah, but <laughs> we should probably will. should in the future. <laughs> yeah, in so the future yeah. we'll talk more. So uh, so this is
2: Parker again. Uh, this one's a little more unconventional because it's more conventional, I guess. Um, it's, Play footsies. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. I just touched Chad's foot. How cute. Um, this one, I was working at a restaurant and it came on the radio and I was like, I remember this song and that drum part in the bridge is legit. <laughs> and that was about it. So it's, uh, this is a... a Bit of a surprise song or whatever, but we'll I'll play it and we'll talk about it. Probably everybody will know what it is, but here we go, <laughs> except for me apparently.
3: I, I don't wanna let I
1: don't make my way downtown. Faces
2: and I'm
1: so there's that. <laughs> I yeah. literally had no idea what song that was until, until it went we- back into the <laughs> making my
3: way down. Into- I was like, oh.
2: so yeah, it's comical, but like that song. So first I noticed the, the bridge, and then at one point it was playing again, and I was like, man, the drums in. The verses are also super dope. Um, the drummer is so. I mean, it's obviously just a session drummer that's playing on it because that's the way all pop music is. Yeah, pretty <laughs> but uh, Abe Laborial Jr. is the guy who's playing on it. He actually plays with like Paul McCartney for the most part, and a lot of other people. And so, obviously, if he plays with Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. he has probably pretty high standards, right. you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just there's so much. If if you're just hearing it on the radio, there's no way you're going to be able to hear barely any of that except mm. for the, the offbeat ding. ride. Yeah. But um, other than that like there's tons of ghost notes and like a lot of little hi-hat flurries yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. that even in this context we might not have heard super well but the way he's doing it is just it's just so nicely done where it does not need that at all. Like, yeah. But again, it doesn't overpower any of the it's things. It's another good
0: example of like a kind of a mainstream song that yeah. is just like none of that needed to be done, yeah. but it just made that song that really much better. Well. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. all ear
2: candy. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. I love ear candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, ear candy is like things that are in the background of a song that are like, ooh, that was nice, but you wouldn't really notice. Like yeah. we were just talking yeah, about. Yeah. So that's about all I got to say about that one. I just love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Sounds good. It's a fun song too. So whatever. Uh.
1: <laughs> All right, Chad. What's your third, one? third okay, and final song? So my third one is. Uh, I would be remiss again if I did not talk about my favorite drummer. Yeah, I would just say is my favorite drummer that exists on the planet, and that is Darren King of Mute Half. <sighs> he oh, has I have so
2: many songs. I hope this is already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I I picked one. Uh, not uh, Darren King has, has so much that oh, we could talk so about much. as a drummer. Like he he is just he plays in such a way that that nobody else really does right now. To me, like there you know, there's there's cats who have the huge kits and and play super melodically there. But he just he plays such a simple, just four piece kit with hi-hat and ride and does so much. And the first record of Mute Math, he leads those songs in a way that you don't hear from modern drummers. Yeah. Because and, and I mean like for the most part, that's that's record in whole is a lot of really spacey guitar and a lot of really spacey synths and then a lot of really leading bass lines and drum work. But Darren King just plays in a way that I don't hear from anybody else. Mm. And this song specifically, I picked Reset because of the mm. drum break in mm-hmm. it because it's such an, it, it is such an unusual thing.
2: Reset, Reset.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, I, they close with it a lot and yeah. there's a reason. Like It's an incredible song, yeah. but... It shows how inventive Darren King is as a drummer, and not just because of his like drumming prowess, but mm-hmm. because of just his technical know-how and like we yeah. can do cool things with this. And so yeah. usually when I mean they can recreate this live, and it's this weird delayed drums thing yep. where Paul Meany, the singer, like runs over to a delay panel and starts like cranking down the delay time, and his drums start making crazy noises, and we just need to listen to it before <laughs> I get myself <laughs> into a hole. <laughs> so
2: good good. (laughs) Like
1: the dude's a monster yeah i mean he he has such chops and especially for for his kit being so rhythmic like there are no tones to his drums yeah Yeah. they are so taped and just dead that it's just thud 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 (laughs) thud thud and he plays in such a way that is almost melodic but just not really yeah i don't
2: know no mm. yeah for sure i mean he's playing it's all that stuff was also, I mean, it's a great drum break because he's mm-hmm. doing like not just a lot of the same, th- he's taking similar ideas and like extrapolating on mm-hmm. them, but not reusing stuff too much, but also not like, sometimes drum solos or something like that could always have things where you're doing like 12 different yeah. things all yeah. in the same, and they, there's not like a feel to the overall thing, but I know I just use the word thing a lot and I was really vague, but <laughs> right. I... Uh, was real
1: good <laughs> no yeah darren king is just real good and Mute math is real good yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. their first album specifically is some of the most influential music to me as a musician just yep. like greg hill's guitar work on that album is super good paul Meany just as a front man mm-hmm. is amazing uh roy Cardenas, yeah, like such a good bass player and leads that that first album in a way that you don't hear from bass players yeah. like mm-hmm. he carries so much melody in his bass playing that you yep. just again you just don't hear that and then obviously Darren King. Yeah. The other drum
2: part I was hoping it might be was is from Burden. Um, it doesn't matter right now because we're not playing it. But it's <laughs> you got a really awesome little jump. Oh yeah, that the bit end right
3: of there. Is yeah, yeah. is Yeah. Yep.
0: Good times. Yeah. What you got, Matt? Last okay. and final. My uh final pick. Uh, this is another pick that I went back and forth on many, many times. But I kept telling myself like. I would be remiss if I I didn't pick the the biggest inspiration probably to me and to a lot of people uh, as a drummer. uh, I went with the master, Neil Peart. (laughs) Um, Because, I mean, you can't have a drum conversation (laughs) and not at least bring up the name Neil Peart. So for my last pick, I had to go Rush. uh, And we've all heard... The YYZs, we've all heard the Spirit of Radios and the Tom Sawyers, and we know we know Neil Peart is a great drummer, and everyone who's, anybody has ever said, like, you know, oh, yeah, he's great, <laughs> whatever, move on. Uh, but Neil Peart was a huge inspiration to me as a musician, um, because, and not only because of his drumming, but because of his songwriting, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know this, he wrote the majority of Rush's lyrics hmm. oh. uh, and orchestrated their songs. And honestly, I to this day I believe you know Rush it, like that's three of the most talented people that were ever oh, put in a room sure. together, yeah. um, and the music yeah. that they were able to make was is just astonishing and they made it for so many years and they they spanned like different genres and added you know more electronic influences and just they constantly evolved over the years and unfortunately they called it quits uh, like two years ago mm-hmm. um, but you know they'll be time. back yeah. Yeah. yeah they're all back once yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like you know right. I could use an extra couple million yeah, right. <laughs> like we could do a stadium tour again yeah Um. but yeah I mean honestly it, I think the reason that people talk about Neil Peart so much is because it's true like he really is one of the best drummers that ever lived and he was a huge inspiration to 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 a lot of different genres too like to, to rock to metal to mm-hmm. indie to hip hop like it's all there and yeah he played the giant kits and, and sometimes <laughs> like you know you go back and watch and you're like okay like do we really need a <laughs> yeah. fifty piece kit like, kind of showboaty sometimes uh, it's, yeah, but it's a little showboaty from yeah, time to time but do I, I do it because you're believe, honestly he is one of the, the the more like you know uh I, I guess like Melodical, I don't know yeah. how to describe it, yeah, but you totally. know, like his his playing is just great, you know, and and he's yeah. clearly inspired by some of the best and uh I picked a song that uh I I hope that some people may not be familiar with. It's off uh, Rush's Fifth Studio album called A Farewell to Kings, and the song is called Xanadu. And uh the the album itself is only five or six songs, but each song is quite lengthy and this song is about 11 and a half minutes and it just goes it starts in one place and ends somewhere uh-huh. that's just it it, it transitions way 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 i guess too often but there's a (laughs) lot of changes in this song and it just goes all over the place so i I try to pick a a a more like memorable clip that kind of really shows off his his playing and i i guess listen closely when you hear this cool
2: He doesn't get a break at any point in all that. Yeah. And that's the
0: thing, is like it's just it doesn't it doesn't stop. And they can like that's a band that can go thirty minutes like I've seen them live and they do that kind of stuff for like thirty straight minutes. They'll just jam. And they but (laughs) like it matches so well and they all read each other so well. And I know the songs are well orchestrated, I'm sure they're well practiced, but you know, it's it's not really a big secret anymore. But they used to record songs that that were very long and, and so intricate that they couldn't do it all in one take, like yeah, back in the yeah. tape days when bands had to do that, mm-hmm. um, that they would have to like cut and paste a lot because <laughs> even they just <laughs> were so into what they were doing. Like it was so intricate in every little bit. Yeah. Like there's not a measure that goes by where you're not like, I, don't, <laughs> like I, I couldn't play five seconds of that. So actually, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's why I really appreciate it. And yeah, <laughs> you might call it showboaty and like it's just whatever it's just like a bunch of crazy noise. but like they i think they were one of the original yeah. bands like no one else was doing that in the early 70s mm-hmm. well and
1: realistically once you get to a certain point you can do that kind of thing oh, yeah and people for sure. eat it up like i yeah. i not to say that it's yep. like uncalled for for the songs or anything yeah, like right. that but i mean like neil Pert is who he is in that band for yeah. a reason yeah, and exactly. like if you went to a rush show and he didn't play like that you'd be like well that was really weird. If you yeah. went to a dream yeah.
2: theater show and they didn't yeah. do that or like I mean any of that kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. like people are going largely for the virtuosity as yeah, well. Exactly. And so and it's it's built into the song. Mm-hmm. And like obviously it's not like they're taking, you know, a minute from the song away right there to like, yeah. hey, now let's show off the thing. It's like, no, yeah. that's it's worked in there the whole yeah. time. Um, kind of like you were saying with minus the bear sword stuff yeah. last week, where like they're doing neat guitar stuff, but it's like just no, that's just part of the song. Yeah, yeah no mm-hmm. big deal. You know, yeah,
1: it's not really a solo; it's just part of the thing. Yeah. yeah, he's not doing a drum solo there. Yeah, he's just playing the song the way that he decided he was going yeah. to play. An it intricate right
2: drum solo that's,
1: I mean, real good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. drum yeah. part. <laughs> no, just, Sorry. Yeah, know, yeah. it's not really a solo, but it is. Yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah, and it's real good, man.
2: Nice. Yeah. All right, and my last one. Um, this is from this is a newer song that I listened to recently and is so good um it's the song sand by he is legend uh they have changed a lot if i don't know if you ever listened to he's legend chad growing up or whatever i did not but actually this so this song is so good overall uh, i also have sheet music for this one if you want that as a listener and you guys can look at it too if you want to but essentially the idea is it's in six eight and then the kick i mean the 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 drums are changing from six eight to four four or four eight or whatever uh, so same kind of, you know, polyrhythm sort of thing. And uh, if you're looking at the sheet music, the last bar, I went ahead and put it in four, eight, just to show like this is what it's doing there. But I'll play it and then I'll, we'll kind of talk about it afterwards. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Yeah.
1: those moments where everything lines up again. Yep, Mm -hmm. so rewarding every every time. Because yeah, I like the parts where the drums don't line up with it, but then when they do finally like do a hit together, it's just like. (laughs)
2: And that's man, it's I love stuff that's mathy and cool, and like I can think about and be like, wow, that was neat that they did that. But also, I just enjoy the sound of it. Mm -hmm. So that's one of those things where when I first heard that, I was like, what, are, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, <laughs> I see.
1: <laughs> so, I
2: get it. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's not anything crazy complicated, but it's just, you know, him deciding to do that, I think sounds really good and fits that really well. Um, and it's, you know, the song kind of has a grimy sort of vibe to it some of the time. And mm-hmm. that helps kind of the unease mm-hmm. of it or something. So I don't know. Those are my thoughts on that one. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a lot
1: of fun. I, yeah, you know, those guitar hits in the beginning it's really funny because in the beginning it kind of sounds like yeah. They're together and like mm-hmm. they're doing the same thing and then he starts more on the like Kick drum snare thing. Uh-huh. It's like oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing something yeah. else entirely Yeah,
2: because at the beginning he's also doing he's doing. I mean he's doing quarter notes on top of a six eight thing mm-hmm. So it's it doesn't line up really because yeah. it didn't but it's a little less noticeable Yeah, exactly because you don't have a thing to contrast it with too Because if you just went dinner dinner didn't didn't the whole time and did the four mm-hmm. eight over thing it wouldn't be as like you said as noticeable but yeah. the fact that he switches between six eight and four eight is like mm. real real, yeah. real cool yeah, <laughs> so no. it's a lot of fun cool. yeah so that was real the last cool. of ours we've got one listener submission mm-hmm. and matt's going to talk about that real quick
0: yes sir uh, i got a listener submission this week from a good friend of mine logan uh he submitted a song uh, called um 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 um, um 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 the name no excuse me it's called foreplay long time uh by a very well known band called Boston and we'll play the song for you now. so uh, Logan says, my favorite drum bit has to be from "Foreplay" Long Time by Boston. About 30 seconds in, uh, it kicks up to some deceptively weird drums. I remember playing the track on Rock Band <laughs> <laughs> yeah. many, many times before. Yeah. Yep. I, yep. I guess it takes me right back. <laughs> Identify. <laughs> uh, before I can even pass the segment, uh, it's both a cool drum section and a fond memory for me. And I have to agree. I remember playing yeah. that song on yeah, Rock no, Band. Absolutely, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, uh, rock Band did that a lot. They made songs a lot harder to play on Rock Band than they were to play in real <laughs> life. <laughs> there, there's something
1: to be said for like the placement of a yeah, and yeah. the way that Rock Band pads are set up. That's very tight. Yeah. It makes it really hard to play some songs. Where like,
2: you're you're wanting to switch between the hi-hat and mm-hmm. the yep. left crash, and it's like, nope, that's the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right there,
1: yeah. yeah, which is just odd. But no, or if you're like me and you had never heard the song before Rock, <laughs> band, and your friends are like, oh, let's play this Boston song, and you're the one who's been, like, playing songs on Expert all night. You're yeah. like, yeah, this is fine. We can do this. Oh, God! <laughs> How did we get here? Honestly, <laughs> playing songs
2: on Medium was harder for me than the ones on, like, I, I never played. Well, especially if you, you, if you can hear this, the yeah. drum part. Because they'll yeah. pick weird bits to, like, oh, let's play this note. Let's not play that note, yeah. so you'll hit
1: wrong stuff. It yep. doesn't matter. That's just super you're tangential. You're playing a weird like, f- four-on-the-floor thing, and it's, like, not what's happening <laughs> yeah. in the song. No, it's, like, I want to talk
0: about this, because, yeah, they were very... They were no super. It's gonna be such a thing. <laughs> super inconsistent. A lot yep. of the times there are no choices. It's
2: like I wish they just picked. Like we're gonna pick just the sixteenth notes or just the eighth yeah. notes instead of like. Mm, this one, and then this other one randomly over yeah. there. Like, no, not that's not how this works.
3: Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's it can
2: um... be harder to do that than to just play all the notes. Like through the fire and flames or whatever is real hard and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, so yeah. you can just go like, I'm yep. going up now, and I'm yeah. going down now and it's consistent but
1: realistically the hardest part of that song is the first the, the acoustic intro if you can get past the intro <laughs> the rest of the song is not that hard like, I funny. mean you just get your right hand going anyway wow, <laughs> no. uh, but
2: yeah do you guys have any specific thoughts on that one besides I mean
0: it's cool. No, I, it's been a long time since I heard that song. Yeah, <laughs> it's been such a long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the uh, whatever. I hate this. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I gotta agree. Like, I mean, song's growing up as a time. classic rock fan, uh, that first Boston album is actually very, very good. And yeah. that's another no, yeah, group no, of no, very, sure. very talented musicians. Yeah, uh, yeah that were able to pump out like hits like they were nothing. But you know, yeah. and I think there's something to be said about that. To to make an album that's like nothing but hits all the way through is very, very good. So yeah.
2: Yeah, so that's it as far as cool bits for this week. Um, if We'll announce what next week's cool bit is right at the end. But if you guys have submissions for that, that would be awesome. And we'd love to uh, play that and talk about it a little bit. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're going to take a break right now. And then we'll come back, play a little music game, talk about some stuff. Uh, and, and that'll be it. So we'll see you guys in just a second. Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. I'm doing the same thing in this segment right now as I did in the episode one. So if you already heard that, then you got the memo. But just in case you missed episode one for some reason, uh, feel free to go back and listen. But this segment right here, it would just be a short spot where normally we would love to take the music that you made or that you want to plug um, that you're part of a band in or something like that. And if you could send that to us in some way, we'd love to plug that music so that the rest of the community can also hear it as well. So just email us at joyouseclectic@gmail.com. at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media in some way and we'll start up that conversation. And yeah, right here is where uh, we'll be talking about that moving forward. But for now, let's go ahead and get back into the show.
0: Hey folks, welcome back to Joyous Eclectic. Uh, yeah. What? what? So, this week, we decided it might be kind of fun to play a little music game. Mm. Well, to be fair, we didn't decide this week. No, we did not decide this week. We decided this last week. We actually recorded uh, something very, very similar to what we're about to do last week. And the computer decided that... I didn't want to hear that, so <laughs> <laughs> computer said, spat no. out that. <laughs> yeah. um, so unfortunately, we didn't get that in the first episode, but I uh, kind of thought it would be a fun idea to try doing it again this week, and I think it's going to record this time. I think it's going to be nice The irony if us. it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah if, it, um, if it dies again, that's like a <laughs> sign from God. It's totally like, not meant to this be. This
1: bit will not happen. <laughs> hmm. So anyway. Well, yeah, yep.
0: uh, so this game is called 102030? Sure. sure. Sure, yeah, we'll call Why it not? that. Uh, and basically the way it works is that I am going to read some hints at songs, uh, three different songs. One of the songs came out 30 years ago in this time period of this year. Uh, One of the songs came out 20 years ago, same thing. And uh, another song came out 10 years ago. Uh, And it's up to Chad and Parker to guess, based on my super clever hints, uh, (laughs) what the songs are. Uh, So, yeah, without further ado... Further further. further ado! (laughs) (laughs) And also just... in a year to do... (laughs) A bunch of dirt got on nice. in my dirt.
1: Um,
2: and I think we're keeping overall score. Maybe we're not. We no, could wow. get rid of that. No, we'll we'll totally keep
0: overall cumulative score. between episodes?
1: Between episodes.
0: Oh, dang. So oh,
2: currently man. currently, Matt's at two, Chad's at .5. Yes, Parker was the host
0: last week. Yep. Uh, like I said, we didn't get that recorded, but yeah, uh, uh-huh. Chad and I were the competitors. Next week, Chad will be the host, badly. and then uh, he'll have to think of more clever we'll for good things than what I have here. <laughs> um, That'll be good. Okay, so uh, yeah, the basically the way it works is if you get both the song and the artist, you get one point? Yep. Uh, if you get one or the other, you get half a point. Bam. All right, so we'll go like that. Okay, uh, and please, Play along at home, because it's really <laughs> fun. Okay, so uh, we're going to start with the uh, the 30-year-old song. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, that's not giving away anything, is it? No. I guess uh, not. Okay. This, this song came out 30 years ago in roughly this time period. Oh, okay. I know it. I'd say <laughs> <I don't. laughs> uh, something Something Michael Jackson. No, <laughs> no. Okay, so here's your first hint. Though this chart topper isn't about church, it contains a lot of believing. Don't Stop Believing by Journey?
1: No. But that was the eighties, I guess. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's the eighties. Well it's eighty eight. Is yeah. it so, thirty yeah, years
1: 88. ago?
2: 88. Oh yeah. shoot. <laughs> We're all by the way. So it's not about church. It has a lot to do with believing. Mm-hmm. I believe I can No.
0: <laughs> I that's definitely right. not eighty-eight.
2: I... Um, oh. a lot about believing. Oh
0: man. Even I'm a believer mm, no,
2: no. no that's definitely 90s too the one I'm thinking or the monkeys which is 60s or something I was going to say
0: yeah two yeah. versions of that <laughs> yeah. song yeah.
2: <laughs> man I, do you have any other hints
0: yes I got on two that? more okay uh, go for it I'm going to read all of it no matter <laughs> when you <guys> get it. <laughs> okay cool right. love um, it not everybody has got a body of work like this artist a
2: body of work like this <laughs> artist <laughs>
0: I know some people that are listening already got it. And just
1: screaming
2: at me. I'm just
0: going to say I'm really <laughs> proud of what I wrote here. I came up with these puns on Body my own. work.
2: Go ahead with the last one.
0: Okay, uh, here's the last one, and I really hope you guys get it because this was probably my favorite. Uh, last Christmas, I shook my booty to the song Houston. while wearing sunglasses and tight jeans and an earring. Oh, what?
2: Is it Whitney Houston? No. Oh. <laughs> Last, Last Christmas, Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very that person, uh, who sings that,
0: <laughs> I thought it was Whitney. That's wrong. Uh, well, Wham well, you no. got the right person. You just need to say his name. Oh, what? Hmm? <laughs> just don't go in <laughs> the bathroom oh, God. with him. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's Wham. Oh, 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 oh. man, I don't think I know any other songs by Wham.
0: It's not Wham. It is one of the members from Wham. Oh, no. I have no idea. I don't no think idea. I know. Go for it. <laughs> we both lose. This is George Michael's oh, face.
2: Oh, no. Oh, that's a, you
0: Wham did like such a support. good job. Nice.
2: If I knew things better, I would have. I
0: could touch your body. Mm. I know not everybody. (laughs) Yep, you really underestimate my lack of knowledge of (laughs) pop music. I was really proud of that. All right, that's okay, though. Um, Maybe we'll do
2: 5, 10, 20 moving forward because 80s obviously (laughs) is
1: not our strong suit. So Chad's got one point (laughs) after like six episodes. (laughs) How did this Uh happen? Yeah.
0: All right. Don't let them get to you, Good hints, bad us. (laughs) Restore
2: the
3: good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, this next song is from the year... 1997. Oh, Oh, No, it's from 1998. I'm just kidding. Okay, all right. Uh, Hint number one, 1998. Uh, This song came crashing like a meteor to Earth and found its way to number 23 on the Billboard Top 100 for that year. Crashing. Meteor. Came crashing like a meteor.
1: Oh no. <laughs> Go ahead with another one.
0: Oh, it, this this isn't one of my clues, but uh this is another uh little fun fact. Mm-hmm. This is this band uh for as huge as they were, this was their only number one Wait, uh topping hit. Um Crash maybe by Dave Matthews Band. Y- yeah. Okay, keep going. Well, that's a
2: good guess. That's a very good guess. <laughs> uh,
0: you, when you okay. said it, it so was like, before, well, that's not it. <laughs> before I say the yeah. uh, the second hint, uh, I want you to think, based on that first hint, yep. think movies. Okay. Okay, think movies. That's all I'll say. Uh, uh, here's hint number two. I could stay awake just to hear this song again.
2: Don't want to close my eyes. Don't want to fall asleep, but I miss you. A- Aerosmith, um oh man but I miss you babe and I don't want to miss a thing there you go hey wait time out real quick on a story on this my (laughs) comment I one day I was thinking I wonder if in the song in the music video for this if he, Steven Tyler closes his eyes a lot and so I looked up the video on YouTube and I commented on it I was like man for not wanting to close his eyes he sure does it a lot. The comment section got so mad. Like, I'll come back next week with, the, with the actual comments because it's worth doing that. But some people were like oh that's funny and other people were like. I, I'll I'll come back next week with it
1: it's, it was, it was really genuinely funny. mad that you would see <laughs> yes, they the were like what disrespect Tyler.
2: and I was like you are ridiculous humans uh okay How dare
0: you man uh anyway the third hint was walk this way to hear the answer ah, oh, okay. nice yeah. nice nice
1: all right uh so this last song. <laughs> I would have at least known the band at that <laughs> yeah, point nice.
0: but, uh yeah Aerosmith uh uh-huh. the first hint obviously that song was written for the film
1: crash Armageddon oh was I, it really yeah I did not know that
0: yeah of
2: which his daughter was the star didn't even know either of those things <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah those either. are two yeah. really
1: fun
0: facts that make me really sad for humanity <laughs> yeah. for some reason <laughs> oh man alright what you got for okay, the last so, uh, one so this last song came out in the year drum roll please 2008 two, that's it hey <laughs> <laughs> 10 perfect. points to
2: Gryffindor yeah I'm in Gryffindor so we're good oh interesting yeah huh? I've been told I would that be in for a Ravenclaw hours. anyway <laughs>
0: Go Lord of the Rings. No, about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this last song came out in two thousand eight, and here's your first hint. Uh, Despite the band's name, this track was hot on the charts, reaching number thirteen on the top one hundred.
1: Oh,
2: hmm. So, Ice Ice Baby. (laughs) (laughs)
0: the band is called
2: ice yep. ice baby oh you guys haven't heard of ice ice baby they sing that song a miss a thing the one the one with the thing <laughs> and the stuff uh hmm, band oh, with like man. cold in the name or something cold war kids
3: no uh, that's completely no, a that's, that's right. a good guess that is the a thing. Thing. i was trying to think of I something cold.
1: 2008
0: I mean, but yeah All when right. did hang me out to dry come out what's uh, right around that time, yeah, I think. I feel like yeah. that been I could anyway, have been so smart. You could say. have been really <laughs> smart a there. Of years yeah. I don't know. All right, but what's hint, hint uh, number two? Okay, number two. Uh, for some reason I can't explain, this song plays in sports stadiums to this day. Ooh. Wait, what's the first hint again? Then. Uh, the first hint was despite the band's name, this track was hot on the charts, reaching number thirteen on the top one hundred.
3: <sighs> hmm.
2: Sports oh, stadiums. Yeah. Another thing I don't know anything about. Yeah Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> times, Chad's been to a sports stadium. <laughs>
0: huh. it, are there
2: negative numbers in that? So basically, this <laughs> yeah, is a almost. very big song even yeah. now. like yeah. It's played all over the place. Yeah. All right, go for the last one. All right,
0: the last one. Uh, National Anthem. Got it. If you <laughs> know your foreign languages, <laughs> uh, you got this. Uh, the Spanish title literally translates to long live life. Uh, should have been long live this stupid Viva song. Viva la vida Coldplay. There you go. Hey. Uh,
2: that still plays in sports stadiums. Oh yeah. What context of sport? Whatever. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it's something yeah. about missionaries. So of course. Yeah. The <laughs> I think song is about I missionary the, position. It, it, <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> it Definitely. sure is. For oh sure. man! They, so yeah, that, that was a great music game. <laughs>
1: yeah, I thought it was very good. I got zero points. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and we'll switch up what the games are as we go too. So yeah, totally. It'll it'll switch it up.
1: Spoiler alert! I'm job, getting zero Parker. points next week. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
0: you're gonna be hosting? Yeah, next exactly.
1: Week. That was my point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
2: so now we've got the big topic for the day, um, which is actually shorter a lot of times than the cool bits. So, um, but the topic is how should albums end end Um, which is kind of an open-ended question i did a little bit of research Mm -hmm. on it just of my own library and i'll talk about that after we kind of give some more subjective stuff Um, but yeah any thoughts how an album should end how would you guys make your own album end or albums that you like how they end i don't know well
1: well, i guess yeah there's there's two like main schools of thought on this that mm -hmm. are the like do we have kind of a somber more quiet subdued ending with maybe the second to last song being really raucous. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there's the like, let's go out huge and like make it sound like we're breaking everything on stage kind of outro. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, you know, most of my experience of what I listened to growing up was probably the more like somber, sad kind of yeah. ending songs, death cab mm-hmm. up until codes and keys. Mm-hmm. Like every album, the last song was like a, a, a kind of a breakup song or a sure. sad like solo ben Gibbard talking about how something was ending kind of thing mm-hmm. and that probably sort of informed a lot of my taste for a, a long time i guess mm-hmm. that's a big and- trend
0: to like having the album and with a particular song that has something to do with ending mm-hmm. yeah i, I always mm-hmm. noticed that yeah in music like even mm-hmm. if you just look at the you know, credits of, like the list of songs. The last, like a lot of times, the last song has something about ending in the title. Yeah. yeah
3: which I or was,
2: or does like the classic crimes album, The Silver Chord, does the opposite where the first song is called The End and the last mm. song is called The Beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's about kind of those things in general. So it's like an ironic, like, hey, look at yeah. what we're doing yeah. here. But yeah, that was, and that was what I was thinking too. Like the context or the vibes that I was thinking. Of, that span all the possibilities are just a normal song where it just fits in with all the other songs and it's just like, ah, oh, we just stuck a song at yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah sure. The um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, normal Go song on. or, um, yeah, or like a slow, reflective song, like, it's all over. Let's think about this together, sure. you know, or an epic song which sometimes the two that I noticed in trends were i mean or the two opposites are either it starts out slow and then it kind of builds up and it's like and here we go yeah. or it starts out kind of big and then dips down and then builds back up towards mm-hmm. the middle mm-hmm. so those or there's some there's like a couple albums i found where they actually end kind of like more upbeat like you know what let's let's just have a good time here yeah, at um, the end yeah and that's not very movie <laughs> albums, true, but- true uh
1: I, th- I think one thing that's actually really cool um Say what you will about Reliant K as a band or or like their style of music, but uh, the album Five Score and Seven Years Ago, the ending song Deathbed, Mm. is one of the songs that I kind of consider one of their like greatest achievements Mm -hmm. in songwriting Um, because the song in and of itself is very different than anything else that they play because it goes through so it's it's almost like a musical theater song, yeah, a little bit, which is weird for me to say because I don't typically like musical theater that much, (laughs) but Matthew Thiessen. Ortiz and however you want to say his last name like it he tells this story of a person kind of reflecting on their life on their deathbed hmm. and and they go through so many different periods of time and there's so many musical shifts in the song and it's a really long song but it's a huge departure from everything else that they do musically yeah it's very very different and actually has like a guest star and like all this you know really weird instrumentation like flutes and hmm. horns and all this hmm. new stuff that like the weird kind of punk like Christian band doesn't really do all yeah. that often but it, it was it it made a huge impression on me growing up and listening to this album like mm-hmm. oh man this song is really different and um, and so I think it's it's really neat when a band like takes that last song to say like no oh, here's for something really <laughs> different like, you know and i don't now know for something completely different. yeah exactly yeah yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah i think um i i always was appreciative of the album that that ends the same way it starts. Mm. Um yeah. and and there's there's two albums that I can name specifically that I really enjoy that do that, uh, and one is uh, the Beatles' Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Obviously, the mm-hmm. first the first track and the last track. Are the same kind of the same song. Uh, the last one's just sped up a little bit. They're both Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club <laughs> Band. Uh, you know, whereas the first song is like, you know, the lyrics are very. We're Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Thank you for coming to the show. We hope you enjoy it. And mm-hmm. then you know, then they're like, let's get on with the show. And then you listen to the whole album, and obviously it's an amazing record. And the very <laughs> end is like, we're Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. We hope you enjoyed the show. Like yeah. it's time to end now, uh-huh, and like they're yeah. very specifically telling you, like this is it. It's over. <laughs> um, and then uh, also, if I'm going. Going on a Beatles thing here. Uh their last record, Abbey Road. The last thing that they ever produced is is super interesting and and they they cut out the very last song on Abbey Road on uh, a lot of the repressings like you know on the CD and a lot of like the you know the early uh, I guess or later vinyl of of, of that record. You could not get that last song which is called Her Majesty uh because this the the record ends with the song The End. Like that's the name of the song it's mm. called The End. Uh, and it's the very last song that like people remember. Like that's the Beatles' last song. That's all mm-hmm. I got of them. But then like on the very early pressings of that record, they throw in another like. 30 second song at the end <laughs> called Her Majesty, and it's literally just like Paul McCartney and an acoustic guitar, like Majesty is a pretty nice <laughs> like And that, it, it's almost like this subtle joke, where they're yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, that's not actually it. Like this is it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 crazy because like uh, you know like you can still find those those pressings out there, and they're they're rare. But like if you mm-hmm. could find a pressing of of Abbey Road with Her Majesty on it, then mm-hmm. you got one of the early pressings because they cut that song out because I guess like that's not what. I guess the record company or whoever made that <laughs> decision wanted to leave the people yeah. with. So yeah. like they wanted to remember like this epic, like their last song was the end. Yeah. yeah but yeah. then you know, the not kind like, of a joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um but then uh the other That's the other record that I, I had like that, um, that starts the same or it ends the same way it starts, uh, is a more recent record by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard which i don't know that's a great band band. name uh they're a garage rock outfit from australia cool or maybe new zealand no i think they're from australia yeah that makes Uh, a lot of sense and uh they (laughs) this is a band that um they're all very technically proficient and they're very good at their instruments but they make garage rock that's like super loud and fuzzy (laughs) uh they put out five studio albums last year oh Uh, my goodness what in a year albums in one year yeah uh which was quite a feat and they've been recording
2: them over a period of millennia
3: yeah but (laughs) they're (laughs) just like well here's all this <laughs> no they like i right. think they've
0: been like they they put out their first record i want to say like 2013 or 14 or so uh and they put out you know one or two, like they, they put out a lot of music like that's that's their thing and they go on like never ending tours and like they're a very very busy band but in 2016 um before their like five album a year streak they put out a record called nonagon infinity it's called nonagon infinity and it is mm-hmm. the most fitting title for a record i've ever heard because every song it, it they bleed into one another like mm-hmm. a, no song ends on this record but you wouldn't notice it because it, it's almost just like one giant song and the the very first song on the record there's like a, a half a second of kind of like weird noises like rhythms going on and then the first song starts and then the very last song on the record it ends in in that same exact weird like Rhythm thing, so it's literally like mm-hmm. an infinite loop. Yeah. So if, <laughs> if the last song were to go right into the first song again, you it would just keep just, on going. Yeah, yeah, yeah loop it. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's a very clever way to end an album. Yeah.
2: There's, I was in abandoned college, uh, o- Ocean Architecture, and we had an album called Animus, and uh, our keyboardist decided that it should do a similar kind of thing yeah. where the last song. It was actually it was the. I can't remember if it was the dominant or the secondary dominant or whatever of the original key of the first song where it ends. And the last chord, I, th- I want to say is the five of the first chord, but it goes like right back into it. Mm-hmm. And I think the melody line is even the same, but it's different oh, words. Yeah. But the whole album, I didn't, I wrote like one of the songs. I was the singer in the band and I wrote oh, one of oh, yeah. <laughs> the songs, lyrics and the rest they had, a lot of them they had written before, but it's kind of about this. It's, like, very philosophical and, like, uh, a guy trapped in his own head and, like, building this entire, like, kingdom of things or whatever. It's supposed to be, like, concept album. Um, So, but the whole thing's kind of cyclical where it's, like, it kind of comes out of that at the end and then sort of falls back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Which, yeah, was was neat. That just made me think of that. The other uh, one quick thought, too, that could build a tangent. What about, like... um, deluxe versions of albums and like mm-hmm. how does that so two different thoughts one like deluxe albums how their songs just tacked on at the ends like oh, yeah. alternate versions and like how does that ruin the album as an album mm-hmm. and then the other thought on top of that which uh, i was thinking about this as i was going through most of what i listen to is song there's are albums that are meant to be albums. Yeah. But then, because I don't really listen to a lot of pop stuff. yeah. But pop stuff is just supposed to be a collection of singles Mm -hmm. that, you know, all kind of go together. So, actually, I made a chart of... The albums that I listened to and how they end. I got 81 yeah. albums because I was bored Ooh. today. Oh wow! And, <laughs> and you know, was for this genres they you know they all end like epic or slow yeah. or whatever. And then compared it to pop and just to see what the difference is and how they kind of treat those things, which was
1: interesting. But so so I think that's yeah. kind of an interesting topic too, because like genre probably does inform a lot of how you would think about ending an album, but there's. M- M83's album Saturdays Equal Youth mm-hmm. where arguably M83 is kind of an electropop band like they have a lot of you know uh, like Midnight City and and uh, we own the Sky, or we we own the sky I think mm-hmm. is the name of that mm-hmm. song anyways they've got a lot of fairly big singles and their their album Ender for Saturdays Equal Youth is 11 minutes of a, like, yeah. organ pad yep. playing a chord progression. Yep. And it does not change. Like, it's the same, like, three-chord progression mm-hmm. for 11 minutes. Wow. Interesting. And it's, I mean, it's like, you start it and it's like, oh, I wonder what this is going to become. And yeah. then, like, literally five minutes later, you're like, is this going to become anything? And then three more minutes later you go, no, I don't think so. And then 11 minutes, it like finally stops. And it's like, like oh, okay. The album's over. Wow. Yeah. Um, which it's like, that's the I- music that you're supposed to be walking out of the auditorium while they just play the same yeah, thing. No, I, I, exactly. pretty much that's kind of what it feels like. is yeah. just like, okay, we're going to play you out now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's interesting. And like, I kind of like it. It's like, well, this is super avant-garde. And like, I kinda think it's cool because of that, because it's like, this isn't an interesting way to end an yeah. album. Like the, the last song is fine or whatever. And then it goes into that mm-hmm. and it's, it's just kind of what it is. But then I think you get into this, uh, I don't know, there, there's something to be said for like bonus tracks yeah, where mm-hmm. it's not really the same thing as like deluxe versions right. of albums because you think about like bonus tracks as being there was a long pause on the last track. Like and a secret song kind like of thing. Like a secret yeah. song kind of thing. And, you know, Reliant K was big yep. into this uh-huh. and Manchester Orchestra has one on uh, "Me and Everything to Nothing that's like a really creepy song mm-hmm. at the end. So their last song is The River. It's this huge triumphant song that's really great and I really love it. And there's this really creepy song at the end yeah. that kind of tugs at you or uh, Queens of the Stone Age on songs mm-hmm. for the deaf. They have a, a pretty long grueling song at the end and then the mosquito song happens mm-hmm. and it's, and it's like, Ooh, this song is creepy. And yeah. I, I I love it, but it's, mm-hmm. it's weird. And, and I think that's like a really unique way for bands to kind of say, well, we want to do something different. It doesn't really fit in anywhere in the album, so we're gonna like put three minutes of silence and then this weird song that we yep. just kind of Side note, here's this. Yeah, and, yeah, no, really, like we made this in the studio at three AM and we were all kinda drunk and like <laughs> yeah. didn't know what we were doing, but here's this. Yeah uh and i think that's kind of cool. which i don't
2: think you can do that really anymore now that yeah. it's in the digital music age and because secret songs were secret on cds because you're like well it's done there's silence now i'm gonna mm. turn it off
1: no yeah for but sure I like that release. queens of the stone one that i'm talking about if you like on the cd pressing that i have it's a part of yeah the last song Yep. on the spotify list it's separated out as a different track right and so it's like oh <laughs> well i and i don't know like to be fair i haven't listen to it intentionally to listen yeah. to it. if there's still the like silence that happens
2: yeah. i would guess not, in the last probably
1: not i mean it probably ends the last song and then goes into the mosquito song or whatever but yeah. i
0: i don't know i think that could be uh really funny sometimes like i've, I've heard uh, there's there's one record in particular that i think of that has like a secret on it mm-hmm. it's not a secret song it's literally just the artist um giving out his home address and telling <laughs> people <laughs> Like, telling people to come hang out with him. It's uh, Mac DeMarco on his third record. That's oh, really wow. funny. He literally, like, uh, I think it's, like, 30 seconds after the last song fades out. It's just dead silence. And he's like, hey, guys, it's Mac. Uh, my address is blah, 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 blah. He's like, come hang out. And then, like, uh, a short, like, a few months after that record came out, uh, there was an article in some, like, news site. Uh, yeah. But basically, like, a bunch of people showed up at his house, and he cooked them all barbecue. What? And, like, they basically just had so a good time great. at his house. Wow. <sighs> I, I, I guess I don't know like that's a bold move I guess yeah, I, that is pretty like bold because
1: you can but... get some weird folks that yeah,
0: way but, but like um, that's kind of cool <laughs> I also think that uh, one of the one of the cool things you can do for a record is I I don't know like yeah I, I can appreciate when bands are like alright here's the last song you know it's not like it doesn't fit in but you know so we're gonna make the last one because you know, especially in the older age, people might not listen. To the, all the old CD age. And, yeah. Um, or they might get tired of it after like, <laughs> you know, the first side or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, I think there's something to say about a band that literally waits until the last song to like to put their best song on there. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah um, no, for sure. And like that's I, I don't know. And I, that's that's obviously completely opinionated, and and you don't have to say like, oh, that's not their best, song. like whatever. But um, there's a, but they don't hold back necessarily in their last yeah. song because yeah, it's like exactly. you know what, we're here. Let's go ahead and just do this. Yeah, yeah.
2: And there's like, a, there's, there's definitely something to be said for that.
1: There's yeah. a there's a protest the hero song called sex tapes i think yep and like in the they, they put out a tab book for all the songs on that album squirrelious mm-hmm. and they and in that tab book they're like man on this song we just kind of went for everything we had we <laughs> put our most challenging looks and like he mm-hmm. sings the highest notes that he can uh-huh. and like all this stuff we just went balls to the wall yeah
2: because i mean yeah. if you can end a show with that too where you're like ah whatever if we mess up we mess up people yeah. are probably drunk by now anyway
1: <laughs> and like you know at that point
2: you can just ah, and like your voice is already gone yeah, yeah really exactly cares? yeah
0: yeah. And, well, there's a there's also a lot of records out there that the B side tends to drag a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. And that's just natural. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, you put your weaker songs in the middle of the album because yeah. people are going to be attracted to the one, two, and three. And like, I, you yeah, know, a lot yeah. of times you're, the, the single off the album is song number two or it's song number three. And, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. It, and if you want people to continue, then you might make number number three or four strong. But then it's like, eh, we'll put the weaker ones in the middle. But I think a band that can, you know, like, especially a, a pop band. Yeah. Uh, or you know, uh, like a more mainstream band, they can they can put the, they make the beginning of side A really strong, and then the mm-hmm. the end of side B really strong. Yeah, I think that's cool because you know kind it of might bring you, you back into yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, it'll reward you for the slower stuff that you had to sit yeah. through yeah. Than maybe and I'll, you didn't like as much.
2: On the pop music thing, so to get into the my research of sorts, um, most I think like most of what I'm used to is more like epic type songs yeah. or something that. Um, Especially, I think the first song or albums where I noticed that the last song was a certain way was Under Oath's album, They're Only Chasing Safety and yeah. Define the Great Line. Oh, yeah. Like their last yeah. <laughs> songs are, well, uh, Copeland is in the end of The are Only Chasing Safety and man, that song is so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but those are like very epic songs where they start out really slow and they just build and they're like, you know, yeah. triumphant at the end or whatever. And so that's kind of what informed, I think, it for me. Um, but so going in, so that's, I mean, some examples, there's a bunch more examples of Pliny's, uh, he has the trilogy of EPs and the third one, the end of everything ends with the end of every, no, it's not called that. It's called something different. I don't remember, but it's very like, there's a whole other thing where there's the same motif that keeps coming back throughout all those Mm -hmm. things. And it comes Mm -hmm. back there and like teases it and teases it and teases it and then Mm -hmm. does it all out and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, but so the research that I did was, and it kind of did what I suspected, where of the 81 albums that I found, so 20% of them were epic, sort of an epic kind of just, I guess, in the sense that they were long and also that they kind of just built on the same concepts, yeah. um, that sort of thing. I don't know. I mean, you probably know what I'm talking about, but 20% were epic, but started out kind of regular up tempo and then dropped out and then came back. Uh, 35% were epic, but started out slow, kind of like those two Under earth ones. Yeah. Uh four or five percent were just happy songs.
3: Yeah. <laughs> just not a lot. Uh, we're yeah. just like,
2: oh here we go. This is where we're at. Um regular songs, which is like just a kind of standard song where there's eighteen percent. And uh, I also have genre subdivisions here. I can same place where I'll put up the sheet music, I can put up this as well if you want to see it, if anybody who's listening.
1: Do you have like a breakdown of what
3: albums yeah. you considered in this? Because yes, I'd be really 100%. interested in reading that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I
2: can I can show it to you afterwards. And um and then lastly were kind of slow reflective sort of thing Mm, so pretty even spread but mostly yeah that epic like slow first and build up kind of thing So that was albums that I listened to which I will say all of which are like album albums Um, And so I started looking into it with pop music I didn't honestly I had to literally look up all the artists so I didn't spend nearly as much time so only got (laughs) like 15 so I didn't do even do percentages, but it was obvious that right off the bat, I mean, they're all singles based pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some of them, not so much, but mostly. And, uh, there's a couple of like epic slow ones, you know, where it starts out slow and builds up literally none that were epic where it starts out big drops down and Hmm. comes back because that's too much for, I guess, a pop, artists to do tons that were just like a slightly slower version of a normal song like hey let's finish with an acoustic guitar and you're like you know hold it back a little bit and then a bunch that were just regular and that which is kind of what I was expecting too where like single, it's a single bass thing so they're just trying to
1: you know yeah, finish it yeah, out. They're trying of, to make every song a hit. Yeah,
2: where it's like I could put this one on the radio as a ballad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, no, if you heard this on the radio, before, minutes long.
1: Yeah, yeah no. no. Well, yeah. and every song has to be like self encapsulated. Exactly. Like it can't be the ending of an album. It has to be. It's fine. And any of the ones it, that know.
2: were like the three epic ones that I had on here, which I just googled pop albums of 2017, um, is like Bleachers, where there's still like a band as well. Yeah. So like theirs mm-hmm. was kind of an epic, slow, then bigger one. The War on Drugs. I do not really know them. But oh, they seem like yeah. they're more. Are
0: you talking about a deeper understanding? Yes, yeah, <laughs> deeper
2: understanding. So that one kind of did some <laughs> of that, you know, epic type thing, but also was more of a band rather right. than a pop yeah. artist. Where it's just they're a very popular band, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, sure. So th- yeah, that was kind of what I found, which was just interesting, um, but also kind of just confirmed what <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd probably <laughs> Your suspect. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but I mean, we suspect that stuff just because of experience yeah. and and all that. So I mean, I think as far as if there's an actual. Objective answer As to you know Which there's not How to end an album It seems like Yeah it's really Dependent on
1: What kind of band And, yeah, and what, what your kind,
2: audience What your, like. your intention happy. is too. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's very interesting That only 4% of those albums Ended happy Yeah, yeah that's and, pretty funny Yeah <laughs> to me, And even those to... They were
2: like slower They weren't like um, like the song "Happy" by Pharrell or whatever, oh, yeah, they oh, yeah. were like you know slow and happy songs Sure. So as opposed to all the other ones, which I put slow, reflective, quote unquote, mm, yeah, yeah. where you know, but it was like, and here we are, let's finish this album together. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was. I mean, just kind of as a last note on on that stuff, I thought it would be neat to kind of look at some actual things. Yeah. But um, and then so yeah, if you guys have any thoughts on any of that too then we would love to, yeah, to hear that. So email us at joyouseclectic at gmail.com. And uh, we've actually got a submission from last week. Last week we talked about vinyl and digital versus physical media. And so let me read out the feedback that we got from that. It's from Ani Deal. She says, my own experience of listening to vinyl is that it's a tangible experience, which you don't quite get any other way. There's something about handling the vinyl with care, placing the needle, seeing how music comes from grooves on the disc itself. It's like the music is being created in front of you it's just a more magical experience but i agree i would listen to digital digital music first then buy only my favorites in physical version plus as i'm traveling right now i really appreciate digital music otherwise i would have nothing to listen to haha
0: yeah yeah no, <laughs> Which is i super totally get the, like, yeah no i mean it really is well, yeah, like see so you don't bring your crossley in the <laughs> car <with you? laughs> oh oh that yeah, yeah of
3: course i mean, it's it's uh, digital crossley uh, yeah, no
1: i mean i i totally yeah. get that like I probably mentioned this at some yeah. point last week, but it's, it's such a more experience. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So yeah, if you have any feedback on, I mean, if, if you want to listen to an older one, you can email us about that too. We'd love to just hear some yeah. feedback and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was the feedback that we got on that one. And if you have anything for this one, that would be awesome.
1: Yeah. Thanks again. And just, yeah, if you have any other opinions on like how albums should or anything, just send us an email again at joyouseclectic at gmail.com and we'll definitely read your email and try not to make fun of you or anything? Um, oh. No, I mean really. Oh. We we do take these things very seriously, yeah. but also,
2: if you say something silly, just
1: don't be a dingus. Um, <laughs> uh, email us any submissions you have for like next week's cool bits topics, which at this point, at this point is going to be bass parts. Bass parts. We're gonna talk about bass parts next week because we've talked about every other part of the song, and we'd feel bad if we didn't talk about the bass because it gets left out so much of the time. Uh huh. Mm. But we love us some bass, and we love us some bass players. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. If you have any music to promote, I'll, again, email us that and we'll help you spread the word. And, you know, to our like circle of people that we're sending this to, mm-hmm. you're going to get some exposure. So that's always good. Uh, finally, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at joyous eclectic. And please rate and review this podcast so we can move up the charts. I mean,. We're just going to shamelessly say, like, we need help getting exposure yeah. and any sort of thing you can do is going to be helpful at this point. So please help us and share this podcast. If you if you know anybody who's, like, interested in analytic views of music and, and art and that sort of thing and just the idea of that, share it with your friends, neighbors, weird scruffy cats. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Anything that likes music. And anyways, you know, be joyous and eclectic. And we'll see you next
3: week.